0: contemplating life (laughs) I guess is the best way to say it like there's so many directions to where your life can go and I'm thinking about long term and you thought about short term so let's dive straight into this and talk about the surfer mentality
1: Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together.
0: So, Welcome, everybody, to The Culture Classroom. We're going to talk about the surfer mentality. Uh, It's summertime, so why not talk about surfers? Uh, Personally, I've never learned how to surf. I don't think I ever want to surf. I mean, I've done the boogie board thing. Uh, my son's done the boogie board thing. Uh, we'll do the boogie board thing, I think, in a week <laughs> when you make the long trek down to Florida and we meet for the first time. But, I mean, I was driving down the road, JT, and contemplating like life instances of coaching, of CEOs, of business leaders, of just teachers and This surfer mentality of, and it's nothing new, right? It's nothing new. But just the surfer mentality of how many times you see surfers on a wave enjoying that wave, seeing the joy in their face, like the happiness that they have of riding that wave, knowing that that wave won't last forever. And they get through with it, riding it, and they go back and they get another one
1: yeah I love the idea of a mentality right because it's like they're they're just chasing and they're gonna catch and ride whatever's there um no reason to surf up here in Iowa like we have have no surf can you snow so, you can snow surf yeah I I can snow surf like you can't believe but no. uh yeah no I mean so Surfing is something that I've never done. I've seen people do it, you know, people who do it like Pete Carroll loves it, right? It's one of the things that keeps him young as he approaches or is in his his early 70s here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a great reminder, right? And when I think about surfing, my mind always goes back to Kurt Hines when we had him on the podcast. And uh, it's how he defines relentless, right? Is the surf is constantly pounding the beach. And yet the beach holds its ground. And so like relentless to him is watching wave after wave after wave crash into the beach and, uh, you know, nothing happens, but those waves are relentless. They're constantly coming.
0: Yeah. And I, I think when they cut, like you have big waves, you have smaller waves and for a surfer and their mentality is they want the big waves. So I think about a surfer competition, right? They're all out there and you see them lined out, which One thing, I'm not going to go out that far because of S-H-A-R-K-S. That's their habitat. I'm not going to deal with the sharks. Um, But kudos to those people that do that. But it's, it's they wait on the perfect one, and they have a certain amount of time in those competitions, and they're surfing, and they have a certain score they have to get. But then I think about how many people just sit there, and they wait, and they wait. They know a big one's coming, but they don't know how long to wait. And they're getting blistered by the sun. The salt from the sea is, you know, whatever. But it's waiting for the right one. But then there's, here's the thing. It's controlled by the moon. The waves are. They're always going to come. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I think about a surfer's
1: day too, right? I mean, I picture the, the early 90s, you know, cowabunga, like tubular dude, right? hang on like you got the long blonde hair you got almost like a drifter right no no purpose no job no no worries no cares in the world um and I think about though think about their day like if you want to catch the really big waves one you have to lose sight of the shore that's right and that means most of your day is going to be spent paddling that that does not sound like fun to me paddling on a small board out in the middle of nowhere in a wasteland, in a water desert, uh, not fun.
0: No. Mm Mm-mm. So, I don't know. I just, here's where I'm going with this. So, people that are listening will like, why in the hell are they talking about surfers? (laughs) Like, I thought we were just talking about culture. Um, The reason being is you can equate that to your life. There are so many waves that come during a school year, during a calendar year, whether... I went long-term when we talked on the phone about this, of us winning four state championships in a row in track. That is not sustainable. That is a ride I am enjoying, and it is fun, but I know it's not going to last. Our football team won three in a row up until this past year. That ride was fun, but it's not sustainable. And I think about during like a teacher's life or a CEO's life. You can't stay the CEO forever, nor did you start there. So you have to have some, like, the waves are going to come and go. You're going to ride a big wave and then you're going to crash knowing that another wave is out there for you to go get on. And those waves that we're talking about are opportunities. And that's one thing I'm being fully transparent. Like, there are opportunities that are on my horizon of, hey, is this the wave I need to take? Or do I need to stay on the wave that I'm on? And I think when you get into that, and look, I'm not trying to be like, philosophical about waves and opportunities and all that stuff. It's just, I think when we frame this up, I mean, hell, I love the beach. So I'm going for the second time this summer. Uh, uh, It's fun to go. I I wish I had, like you said, the cowabunga. Hell, I just wish I had the hair of somebody like that. Uh, But it's, it's one of those things that, and we can be tongue in cheek about this, but it's also really real that, Those rides are meant for a purpose in your life for whatever season you're in. And enjoying that ride, and we'll get to what it means, Like you have to enjoy that ride while it lasts. And while it's lasting, you enjoy every bit of it, the highs, the lows, the balancing that goes on with that, Uh, to know that it's going to crash, to know one day you're probably going to get fired, to know one day you're probably going to be let go. And that there's another wave out there. How long that wave's going to be there? How long that opportunity? Who knows? Right. But knowing that that's you, there, I think that's the the best part of this analogy. Is like every wave
1: starts with a trough, right? And it has a crest at some point. And you know, in life, we never know when that crest really is. Did I peak? Am I going to peak in three years? Did I peak five years ago? Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw. You know, like um, that season of life, we don't know when that... You know, I think coaching football and coaching sports, we kind of get this as an analogy. I think about the Cincinnati Reds who've won 11 in a row right now. Like, are they going to extend that to 20 in a row? Or is that bubble going to pop? Like, is that the crest and they're never going to get back? And maybe they'll win one or two in a row here the rest of the year. But we don't know. And so I feel like as coaches, we know when good things happen. And we, we expect bad things to happen. We prepare for bad things to happen. That's our job but we never know when that crest is going to hit, right? right. And especially as you push toward the postseason. Like postseason ends so quickly. Your season comes crashing down. You're excited, you're nervous, you're, you're going on short rest, you're preparing for your next opponent. You never know where your crest is going to be on that wave. And um, that's why that's why you have to enjoy the moment, right? Because yeah. it ends so quickly. You come crashing back to earth so quickly.
0: Well, I want to expound on something that you said uh, about the shore, how the bigger waves are off the shore. And I want our listeners to just kind of like pause for a second. And I, look, I'm doing a reflection here. How many of us are still sitting on the shore? And we have those dreams, and this goes back to a podcast ago, talking about dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, the check, the dream check. How many of us have that dream, but we don't have the faith to step out into the water to say, you know what? I, I'm going to go try and catch that wave. where the other side is where I, Hey, we, our toes are in the sand. We're good. We're safe. Not knowing if we really go and try and we put ourselves out there that that wave could be huge or yeah. it could be just a little one, but you don't know if you don't go out. Yeah. You know, there's a great story uh, from the
1: the uh, Odyssey from Homer, right? That's thousands of years old. One of the oldest stories in the English language. And um, they're sitting there, and they're close to home, coming back from the uh, the Trojan War. So they've been fighting for over a decade. You know, there's all kinds of stories and, and lore that go with the Trojan War. But they're on their way back. And uh, they're lost. It's a foggy night. They're close to home. They kind of know where they are and they start listening to the sirens, right? So like sailors who listen to the sirens end up crashing their ship into the rocks. Mm -hmm. And so the captain on the boat, and it's been a while since I've read this, so English majors or uh, lit people out there like, I'm one of you, don't throw me under the bus on this, but they plug the sailors ears so so they can't listen to the sirens so that they can continue to guide themselves how their instincts are. They're not gonna fall victim Uh, to the things that are luring them and pulling them off path and how many times when i think of the shore that's what i think of right i think about shore is comfort it's safe uh it's familiar we've got people on the shore with us that are telling us what we should or shouldn't do whether that's what we should or shouldn't do that's totally up to whatever situation you're in but i feel like people on the shore are listening to the sirens right they're eventually going to crash because they know that they're unwilling to trust their instincts, to pursue whatever they're, they're trying to pursue, to catch that next wave. They're unwilling to go where people uh, have to put themselves out of the comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. They're unwilling to do that. And you have to put yourself in danger a little bit. Certainly sailing at night in, uh, in the fog and, and in turbulent seas is not fun, no.
0: but that's where the waves are. Right, right. Uh, just what a great reminder. I mean, it's, this is nothing revolutionary, (laughs) nothing revolutionary. Um, so just like the picture you sent me, like there's another wave always coming. Yeah. You know, it's funny too,
1: because, you know, on our last podcast talked about like my dream has always been to, you know, NFL, right. That was always my dream from the time I was a little guy on. In fact, uh, my nieces were here this week, uh, spending time with our family and, uh, to get out the cot you know and set up an extra bed and that kind of stuff and what comforter do we use we use the one that i had when i was a kid you know with all the nfl teams on it and it's kind of it's nostalgic because it's got the oilers you know and it's got the jets have the old logo with the actual plane in it which they should go back to by the way just public service announcement from uh, coach Torre here i mean i'm wearing my pat the patriot shirt right here this is my fourth of july shirt i just bought yep yep there that's the that one the one on my comforter is even older than that it's the one with like the flying plane but yeah so they should go back that one was good too though with you know i think about the green and the white and the patches and the old school uniform almost a nameless uniform uh but my point is is like that was my dream from the time i was a little guy on and i was one of the lucky ones to realize my dream and in a way um and The NFL, though, for anyone familiar with that business, it stands for not for long. And I think about those waves, right? It was just a wave in my life. And now it's been 15 years. And I still go back to that wave, but it didn't last very dang long. And uh, it's okay. I mean, I think that's all right. And if you enjoy the moment, then it doesn't matter how long you're actually on
0: the wave. What matters is that you caught it. And you made the most of it in the time available to you. Yeah, I think that's the main point of this whole podcast, is enjoy that moment. So many times I know leaders today that are on the wave, enjoying it, but they're looking for the next wave before that one even finishes. And its I think that makes you um, very, uh, I don't know the word I'm trying to say here, but it's uh, apprehensive. Uh, you're very... Gattery, I guess. I don't know. I just think, I know people right now that are on a wave and they're trying to get off of that one to go and catch another one before they've enjoyed the ride of the one they're on. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's a caution flag if you're going to put one on there is just sit tight and enjoy it. Because I know, I, I can guarantee you, I've never surfed, right? I guarantee you that surfer on the North Shore that catches that huge wave is enjoying that five to seven seconds of riding that wave and getting in that pipeline of the wave they're not worried about oh i can't wait to go get another one they're enjoying the moment of that one i think that's that's life in a nutshell that's people that are successful in a nutshell enjoy the ride while it lasts and don't look for another wave until that one crashes yeah, and you know, you're describing it, another way to
1: look at it, and there's, again, there's nothing new, but it's a mentality, right? People who can who can build this mentality, like, it, it rejuvenates them, it gives them purpose, it adds meaning to their life. I think about author Robert Greene, who talks about alive time and dead time. That's the same thing. When you're paddling out to catch the next wave wherever you are, get away from the shore, that's the dead time, right? No one wants to do that. That's the, the time that's not real fun, and. You're never going to remember, and that's not why you're doing it. The alive time is when, oh, man, let's go get that one, right? Like, and and I think about that's what we're talking about, right? Alive time versus dead time, enjoying the moment, maximizing the time that you have, however long or short it is. And uh, it's a mentality. So, you know, catch the wave, ride the wave, surf's up. I mean, all those things, cowabunga, tubular, you know, whatever. Like, whatever you say to yourself, that's the mental cue that
0: perpetuates the surfer's mentality. JC, I appreciate you uh, diving into this with me today on such short notice. Uh, but what a what a way to kind of wrap out a Friday uh, with a mentality of, you know, like I got to have a big camp tonight on our campus uh, with quarterbacks and receivers. And I think I'm going to share this with them of enjoy the moment of just tonight, not the offers, not the... I'm trying to try out. I'm trying to enjoy the moment of tonight because so many times we get lost in the next moment instead of enjoying this moment. And if you really break it down, you only get one shot at life. So make the most of it. Y'all, thanks for listening to The Culture Classroom. Stay tuned for more content coming out soon.